We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What is going on, Raptors Nation? It is Luca back with the Raptors Nation podcast, coming to you every Thursday. Hope you're all doing well. We got a lot to talk about. The Toronto Raptors are obviously in a new phase of their franchise. They have finally picked a direction, and that direction is a rebuild. And while things aren't necessarily pretty as of now, things will get worse before they get better for this team. And the Raptors, it's all about setting themselves up nicely over the long haul and for the future so in this one we're going to speculate heavy on some raptors who could be on the move before the nba trade deadline which is fast approaching the nba trade deadline is on february 8th raptors obviously have made some big trades within the last month and they could definitely make a lot more and then we will speculate if the Raptors are actually going to tank from here on out. Before we dive right into it, please do me a solid, everybody. Hit a like on the video. It helps it a ton. And also, please subscribe to the channel for more Raptors content over here on the Raptors Nation YouTube channel. We're almost at 1,000 subs on this channel, guys. So if you could help us hit that, that would be greatly appreciated. Also, you can get this podcast wherever you find your podcast, either on Apple, iTunes, or Spotify. And be sure to leave us a five-star review over there. So let's first begin with a player on the Raptors who is getting a lot of interest. I mean, we might be headed towards a Bruce Brown sweepstakes, guys. There has been a lot linked to Bruce Brown over the last little bit. And it seems like almost every team in the NBA has some sort of interest in Bruce Brown. I mean, why wouldn't they, right? Bruce Brown is the perfect type of role player for a team looking to to make a playoff push or a playoff run. Seamless fit. We saw it. I mean, didn't have any time to practice with the Raptors in his first game with Toronto, and he was out there already making plays and looking good with the Raptors personnel. And that's what Bruce Brown is going to bring to a fringe contender and or contender. I mean, this is a guy who obviously was a big piece of the Denver Nuggets winning the championship a season ago, and uh, he's a guy who can help a lot of teams. So with that being said, the Toronto Raptors have an opportunity here to cash in on a nice deal for Bruce Brown because he's highly coveted. And then obviously there's the other side of it. If the Raptors do decide to keep Brown, but for as good as Brown is, and you know, for as much as he can help this team in more ways than one, it, he just doesn't fit the Raptors timeline at this point. So it makes perfect sense to 
trade Bruce Brown and get even more assets to help your future. And that was pretty much what many people thought after they got him in the Pascal Siakam trade. I mean, that was the first thought that popped in my mind. You know, I knew that, you know, this is a guy that's probably not going to spend a whole lot of time in Toronto and it's going to be one of those cup of coffee tenures. But before we get into the teams that have already been linked to Bruce Brown, and there have been a lot, let's take a look at what NBA insider Mark Stein said when he talked about what the Raptors asking price could be for Bruce Brown. And Mark Stein on his podcast, hashtag this league uncut, he said that Toronto would like a first round pick and a quality player for Brown saying the Raptors asking price for teams interested in acquiring Bruce Brown has been described as a future first round pick and a quality player at a minimum. So, I mean, if the Raptors can get a future first and a quality player for Bruce Brown, definitely make that deal. And that's definitely something that would help this team over the long run. So let's take a look at some of the teams that have already been linked to Bruce Brown. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So first, Shams did say this a bit ago. I mean, he did reveal that Bruce Brown has significant interest from around the league. And then Woj actually linked Bruce Brown at first to the Lakers and Knicks. And then Michael Scotto has linked Bruce Brown to the Mavs. And Jake Fisher has linked Bruce Brown to the Bucks. So going back to the Knicks situation, it was quite weird because, not sure if you guys caught it, but Bruce Brown actually spoke. I believe it was the New York Post. And he was basically just going off about like how he would love to play for Tom Thibodeau. And, and I get it. I mean, you know, you're going to keep it transparent. You're going to be upfront about it. But I just found it was weird, the timing of it all, because he actually you know, spoke highly about Thibodeau and playing for the Knicks, saying that he's a dog uh, right before the Raptors played the Knicks in which the Raptors lost that game. So Bruce Brown knows that, you know, this could end up being a very short tenure with the Raptors. And then he was asked about it again by Michael Grange about all the rumors going on. And he's basically, he was basically nonchalant about it and, you know, whatever happens, happens. So Bruce Brown, I mean, he's definitely not oblivious to what's going on. He in all likelihood knows he's going to be moved. So yeah, the Knicks are a very interesting team. I mean, could they do another deal with the Raptors? Uh, the Lakers, they make a lot of sense because apparently, you know, the Lakers wanted Bruce Brown last offseason, but then Brown ended up signing that nice deal with the Indiana Pacers. So maybe Brown finds his way on the Lakers. And, you know, some of the other teams that were mentioned here, the Mavericks, 
makes a lot of sense. They obviously didn't trade for a star. They were linked to Pascal Siakam. They didn't get that deal done, but Bruce Brown is the type of role player who would be a perfect fit alongside Luca, Kyrie, and some of those other players that they have over there in Dallas. And then the Bucks, they could use a Bruce Brown. I mean, another veteran presence to lead their bench unit, but I don't know what the Bucks would be able to offer because they obviously gave up a ton in that Damian Lillard trade. So, you know, going back to what the Raptors asking price is, they want a first round pick and a quality player. And you look at the Lakers and I did a separate video on this on the channel not too long ago. They have that 2029 first round pick, which would be very intriguing down the line if the Raptors could get that. But then it becomes an issue of, okay, which player would come back in that deal? I mean, are the Lakers going to give up a D'Angelo Russell but the Raptors want them. You know, there's Rui Hachimura. I don't know if the Lakers would be willing to give up some of those pieces, but the Lakers, they got a, first, a future first-rounder. You know, again, the Knicks, can they get aggressive and make yet another deal with the Toronto Raptors? So I think whatever happens here, the Raptors are actually in a really good position with Bruce Brown because whenever you have a lot of teams who want a player on your team, I mean, it's going to come down to who's going to offer the best. And, you know, that's a, a really good situation for the Raptors to find themselves in. It's going to go to the highest bidder. And you know teams are going to want Bruce Brown because he is a guy who can fit on every single NBA roster. He is very, very versatile in terms of that. You know, on both sides, he can impact the game. Just the little things that he does. I'm a big fan of Bruce Brown. And, you know, if the Raptors were in a different position, I would be the first guy to say keep him. But obviously the Raptors are in a rebuild and it's more of interest to me if the Raptors trade Bruce Brown for a compelling package. And I mean, if the Raptors are able to get a future first rounder and a quality player for Bruce Brown, that is just a job well done by Masai Ujiri and this Raptors organization. So Bruce Brown could be one of many Raptors guys who are on their way out. And I mean, the Raptors could look a lot different post NBA trade deadline as the Raptors, they could be headed for a potential fire sale. And I did say this on X. I am a big advocate of the Raptors doing this fire sale. It makes perfect sense. You just traded away, you know, two pivotal pieces in Pascal Siakam and Ananobi. This is obviously a new era, new direction. It's all about the new young core building around Scotty Barnes, Emmanuel Quickly, RJ Barrett. So it's all about reconstructing this roster from head to toe. So blow this thing up, fire sale this thing. And just, you know, collect assets because that's what the Raptors are interested in right now. They want to develop their young players and they want future assets, whether that be young players or picks. And obviously, you know, the Raptors got a whole lot of picks coming up. We're going to get to that more later on in the show. But going back to the Raptors fire, fire sale, they got a bunch of veterans on their team and, and players on their team that could be of big interest to, again, teams looking to make a playoff push or a playoff run. And, you know, obviously Bruce Brown, I just mentioned the situation with him. A lot of teams already inquiring, showing interest. So Raptors are going to have plenty of potential suitors for him. Another guy who could be on his way out, which makes sense, Dennis Schroeder. And Dave McMenamin actually linked Schroeder to the Lakers. And that would actually be hilarious if Dennis Schroeder finds his way on the Lakers again. He's already had two stints with the Lakers. And if he gets traded there again, that would be his third stint. But obviously, you know, the Lakers, great familiarity with him. Schroeder was a big piece of that Lakers team that made that run to the Western Conference Finals. And Dennis Schroeder doesn't fit the Raptors' timeline. He, again, could be 
a very good backup guard on a team looking to make a long playoff run. Then you have Chris Boucher, likely to be traded before the deadline. This is via Blake Murphy and Jake Fisher linked Boucher to the Celtics earlier this month. He's a veteran guy who could, you know, help a team, give them a backup big. And the Celtics, they could use a little bit more depth with their front court. So, you know, Boucher could be on the move. Uh, another guy is Gary Trent Jr., not necessarily a veteran player, but a guy who is on an expiring contract. And I know there's a lot of people who want to see Gary Trent Jr. stay on the Raptors, but I've already said my bit with Gary Trent Jr. He is too inconsistent of a player to me for the Raptors to re-sign long-term. So if the Raptors can trade Gary Trent Jr., I would be all in favor for that. Because Gary Trent Jr., unfortunately, he is a streaky shooter, streaky scorer, and when his shot doesn't fall, we've seen it. He provides nothing else for this Raptors team. And that is, you know, simply a liability at that point because I don't know what's been going on with Gary Trent Jr., but he's having a very down year. And obviously, he's had his role complicated and coming from off the bench. Now he's inserted back into the starting lineup given the recent trades. But I would be more in favor of trying to trade Gary Trent Jr., especially since he's on that expiring deal. So the Nets and Lakers are interested in Gary Trent Jr. This was reported by Matt Moore of the Action Network. and. Matt Moore actually added on to that, saying that the Raptors are not done. And word is that everyone who isn't Scotty Barnes, Emmanuel Quickly, RJ Barrett, or Jakob Purtle is available. The Raptors want to reset their timeline in terms of the age of their players. And then that obviously would bring in, you know, guys like Thad Young and Otto Porter Jr., who just, you know, spike up that age of the Raptors at Garrett Temple. But I found this interesting because it's obviously Scotty Barnes. Emmanuel quickly and RJ Barrett. That's the young core, right? They're not going anywhere for a while. But I did find it interesting that he brought Jakob Pertl into that equation as well, because Jakob Pertl, you know, he has made it known that he doesn't want to be a part of a rebuilding situation. And obviously, this team has transformed since the Raptors re-signed him. Fred left, they traded OG and Siakam. So I did find that interesting. But at the same time, I mean, we have seen what not having a true big has done to this Raptors team because the Raptors, I mean, the new look Raptors, at least they, they looked a lot better to begin this year. Now, granted some of those games were with Pascal Siakam, but Yaka Pirtle, they have really hurt with him, not in the lineup. You know, the Raptors have been dominated inside on the glass. So Yaka Pirtle, he's 28 years old. He could be that, you know, lone veteran, that still remains on this team to kind of right the ship with the new guys. So maybe the Raptors, you know, are interested in keeping them for the, for the next little bit. And they did just lock them up to that extension. So based on what Matt Moore said, it looks like the Raptors won't move Yaka Pirtle, um ahead of the trade deadline, but everybody else, it seems like they could be on the move. Yeah. We could very well see a full on fire sale. And I think it does make sense at this point for the Toronto Raptors to get younger you know, shed some of these players and again, just continue to stack up on picks and young assets. That's what it's all about right now while continuing to develop the younger talent on this team. So speaking of the younger talent on this team, it has been clear that the Raptors right now, they are prioritizing developing their young players over wins and losses. And it's been pretty evident to see. I mean, will Toronto tank? Well, this was a very interesting quote that basically suggests the 
crafters are in this thing to tank the rest of the way. Now, this is per Michael Grange. He said also from practice today, interesting answer. When Savannah Hamilton asked Darko what his priorities are for the second half of this season. To which Darko said, and I quote, I think of the big picture of where a team is going and how we need this team to develop toward the end of the season and into the summer and into next season. That trumps everything. So if that means we're going to play less zone so we can get better in our individual defense and really focus on that, then it's going to be that. We're not going to sacrifice anything on our team, development or player development. That's most important thing for us. Establishing the chemistry between the players and developing those young guys on the court and off the court is the absolute priority. So tell me you're tanking without telling me you're tanking. That's basically it. I mean, without saying it, it's clear. The Raptors are all about prioritizing player development over wins and losses the rest of the way, which is the absolute right call. Because I know people don't want to sit through a tank. They don't want to sit through a bunch of losses. But there's no point for this Raptors team to try to push for the play-in. And that's really what they would only have a shot at. They're not going to get into the top six. And, you know, I know they're still only, what, a few games back of the play-in. But in the grand scheme of things, it doesn't make sense. And you got to look at the big picture here. The Raptors, they could be interested in keeping their 2024 first-round pick, which is a draft that is going to see them get very, very busy to begin with. We know how many picks the Raptors already have in the draft, three of them, and it could potentially be a fourth if they end up keeping their 2024 first-round pick. And if you look at it right now, the Raptors do have the sixth-worst record in the NBA. The Grizzlies won again somehow. They beat Miami. So if the Raptors lose to the Clippers, they're going to continue to separate themselves as being the sixth worst team in the league. And if the Raptors do finish with the sixth worst record, they would have a 45.8% chance of keeping that pick. And I've already said this going back to last month. I think it's the play for the Raptors to bottom out and keep their 2024 first round pick. Now I know that would then convey to the Spurs having the Raptors 2025 first round pick, but that is top six protected. And really like, I don't see the Raptors being anything special for the next for this season and next season. So there is a possibility the Raptors could even be a bottom six team next year. And that 2025 draft is a good draft. So then it would just convey to the next one, 2026. And then if that doesn't hit for the Spurs and the Raptors are somehow a bottom six team in that draft, then it becomes two second rounders. But you look at the Raptors for this draft, I think it makes sense for them to keep it. Like I said, it doesn't make sense to go for it. This isn't a good team right now. Let's just call it for what it is. There's going to be a lot of losing. So they're already going to be busy coming up with this draft. Keep that pick and make the 2024 NBA draft your draft. A draft where if you absolutely ace, maybe this rebuild goes to plan and, you know, just expedites everything. And you're back all of a sudden in business sooner rather than later. Because you look at it right now, guys, the Raptors are projected to have their own number six pick, the number 16 pick via the Pacers. And by the way, I hope the Pacers continue to lose. Sorry, Siakam, but Pacers are 0-3 with Siakam. If the Pacers keep losing, that helps the Raptors pick there. Projected to have the number 26 pick via OKC and then number 31 via Detroit. So it's going to be a very, very busy draft. Three picks for sure. That fourth looking likely, especially if the Raptors continue to lose down the stretch here. So the Raptors, it is in their best interest not to care about wins and losses now. And, you know, hopefully during the process of it, we do see 
the young guys blossom because that's my expectation for the rest of the season. I just want to see competitive basketball and I want to see the young guys show me some things. You know, I love that Grady Dick looked good in that blow loss against the Knicks. Little things like that. If the Raptors are going to lose, you know, hopefully there's some takeaways that can make you feel good. You know, a great a Grady Dick breakout game. Scotty Barnes looking good, uh, you know, consistently limiting his turnovers. R.J. Barrett continuing his consistent play with the Raptors. Really, he's only had one bad game with the Raptors. It was that four-point game that he had against Utah. You know, can Emmanuel quickly find his form? He's been struggling to shoot the ball a little bit the last bit here. And by the way, he is day-to-day. He will miss the game against the Clippers. So the Raptors, they're going to do a lot more losing down the stretch here. Their schedule's not getting any easier. It does make sense for them to prioritize player development over wins. So I'm all in on this. The Raptors are going to tank. They're going to tank. And again, guys, it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. So this is a team that, you know, they're they're in it, obviously, in terms of the rebuild. And I get it, right? Because, you know, I've been following the Raptors going back to when I was a kid, call it 1999. That was a whole while ago. And, I understand there's a whole generation of Raptors fans that never experienced losing seasons, consecutive losing seasons. I mean, for those of you, you know, who were fans from the beginning, you know, you've seen the entire Raptors era in front of your eyes. You know that the Raptors had to go through some very, very bad seasons, you know, post Vince. And it it took a while before this team finally had that decade run of success when, you know, they did have, the DeMar DeRozan, Kyle Lowry era, which obviously led to the Kawhi era winning the championship. And then really, I mean, the only really, really bad season the Raptors have had in recent memory was the Tampa season, other than the one they're having now. So I get it. There's a whole generation of Raptors fans not used to sitting through bad seasons and playing the long-term game and hoping for, you know, future success by sucking now. So This is brand new territory for a lot of fans, but it's always a certain thing that every team has to go through a down period before they're good again. You look at some of the all-time, you know, winningest teams, the Lakers, you know, look at the Warriors before they endured the dynasty that they just had. They weren't good before that. So there's peaks and valleys. That's just life, not only in the NBA, it's life in sports. You're never going to stay at the top. And given the Raptors' run of just, you know, putting together winning seasons, they were only behind Golden State over the last decade uh, of doing that. So this team has been good when you look at it in the grand scheme of things, in the in the big picture of things, over the last decade. And now, you know, if they're not going to be so good for the next couple of years, it's, it's, it's their time to just kind of pay the dues, be patient. And then, you know, hope this thing can turn sooner rather than later. But every team experiences down periods before they rise again. And we're going to see it now. The Raptors going through this rebuild. And I don't even think this is going to be as bad as people think. Like I said, you know, the Raptors are bad this season and next. That would be best case scenario, I think. And then they're back on their feet. And this is with, you know, Barnes quickly and Barrett gelling. If you can nail the draft picks. This upcoming 2024 NBA draft, I think that's going to speed up things entirely. So I think the Raptors are in a good spot already because teams go into rebuilds without even having a young core and without even having a budding star. And the Raptors obviously already have Barnes and they have some nice sidekick pieces to him and quickly embarrassed. And like I said, if they can nail the draft, 
they should be back in business sooner rather than later. That is going to conclude today's show. Just want to talk about the latest in Raptors land. Let me know your thoughts to all this, guys. And are you in favor of the Raptors tanking the rest of the way? Let me know your thoughts, guys. Hit a like on the video. Subscribe to the channel if you are new. That is it for me. It's Lucas signing off. Thank you so much for watching. Until next time, stay safe.